0: الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان لا A shade and a if I decided to be I'm the hospital. I'm going to go الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبه للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة وسعى مولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرسلون الله العظيم في الحديث أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال Thalathatun la turaddu da'watuhum Wa minhum assa'imu Hatta yuftir Aw kama qala alayhi salatu wa salam Inspector ulama, elders and dear friends Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For having blessed us with countless blessings The greatest of which is Iman And amongst the great blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is that He has made us see this day And this month through His grace and mercy Whereas many of our own who were present with us in the past, are no longer here to enjoy the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends during the blessed month of Ramadan. One of the special flavors of the month of Ramadan, one of the special characteristics of the month of Ramadan is that it is the month of dua. It is the month of dua. When we recite the verses of Surah Baqarah that relate to fasting in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first starts off with يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ O you who believe, fasting has been ordained upon you. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن. Allah Quran was revealed in this month, and we've heard these verses many a time. And after that, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, وليتكملوا العدة وليتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون. So that you may complete the fasting of the number of days, the thirty days or twenty-nine days, and that you glorify Allah, exalt Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and so that you may be grateful. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions an ayah on du'a. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. عِبَادِي عِنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ When my servant asks you about me, then let them know. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell Rasulullah sallallahu الله عليه وسلم to say, let them know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the answer directly. I am near. أُجِيبُ إِذَا دَعَانِ I immediately and promptly respond to the uh, to the prayer. Of the, of, of the caller or to the call of the caller. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in the sequence of the, of the verses of Ramadan and fasting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after this ayah he ends he carries on and he says talking about other aspects with regards to the month of Ramadan. So through this context of these ayat, we understand that there is a close connection between the ibadah of dua, which is begging and asking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and fasting in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu subhanahu wa ta'ala says and encourages us us to make dua in many verses of the Holy Quran. one of them is this particular verse. In another one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Your Lord says to you that call to me and I will answer your call, I will respond to you. So uh, these are clear messages for us that dua is something that we are encouraged to make. But what is this dua all about? Dua, as we understand it, is an expression of our need. It is an expression of our need. Either a person needs some, it's protection from something. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those things that we require and we seek His protection from fear, things that we don't want to happen. And in this process of dua, a person is practically uh, manifesting his absolute uh, reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that a person has innately, he has no strength, no capabilities, uh, no, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why dua is so special and so loved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To the extent that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says in the hadith, that person who does not ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it actually causes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to become Angry with him for to incur the wrath and displeasure of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. In another hadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, "There is nothing that is more uh, beloved and close to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala than dua. So this, you know, these are all great lessons and messages that have been passed by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Another very important. Uh, hadith is where Rasulullah ﷺ says الدُعَاءُ مُخْفُ الْعِبَادَةِ ibadah. in other narrations it comes al hu- ibadah." so the first one means that dua is the core or the essence the nucleus of the I- ibadah is dua the nucleus of ibadah is dua in the, in the other narration it, it, the words are dua is ibadah dua is the ibadah meaning that all ibadah revolves around dua which is this Absolute submission and subservience and showing our neediness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why whatever act of ribada we do, it should, it includes dua and it should be followed up with dua. So when a person performs his salah, then that salah is coupled with dua. There are many places in salah that we are making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ma- main one being Suratul fatiha in itself. And then the dua that we make in tashahud and, uh, and the dua that we make after uh after tashahud and the dua that we make after the salam all these are duas that are part of the ibadah of salah so like that dua is something that is intrinsically linked to fasting and it is something that we need to make as you know as part of our fast especially because of salafatun la there are three people whose duas are never rejected there are three people whose duas are never rejected and amongst those are the fasting person. The fasting person. In some narrations, it is mentioned hatta yustir until he breaks his fast. So that means for the entire duration of his fast. Other narrations, it is mentioned hina yustir when he when he is breaking his fast at the time of his So when we are in the state of fasting, we are in a state wherein Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is waiting to accept our du'as, and that is why we should not. Waste the opportunity. You know, when Eid is coming, may Allah be, let us all see a, a beautiful Eid with our families. When Eid, when Eid is coming and the father wants to spoil his son with something, and he, instead of just buying something, he says, son, what you want? How happy th- does that son get? Because now he can choose, you know, he can uh, select that special toy that he's always been wanting. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us that same opportunity throughout the month of Ramadan, all the time. The doors are open, ask, and you will be answered. لا ترد دعوت In another hadith Rasulullah ﷺ says إِنَّ لِلَّهِ لَدَعْوَةٌ لَا تُرَدْ إِنَّ لِلَّهِ لَدَعْوَةٌ لَا تُرَدْ That du'a will not be rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In another hadith uh, Rasulullah ﷺ mentions something similar where he says lillahi لِلَّهِ عُتَّقَاءَ فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ وَلَيْلَهِ Every day and night of Ramadan there are servants of Allah that are being freed and emancipated from the fire of heaven وَلِكُلِّنْ إِنْهُمْ that for each of these servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is a dua that is guaranteed acceptance by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So really, these are clear messages for us. Let us make this month of Ramadan a month of dua, this time when we have left our food and drink and our pleasures for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dua as much as we can, after our salat after we perform our first salah, that is a key moment. And the Sahaba used to keep that time. They used to keep their du'as for that time. They used to keep their du'as for that time and make their du'a salah because that is a time of acceptance of du'a as well. Another special time of acceptance of du'a is at the time of Sikhri. So although many a times it's difficult for us to wake up for tahajjud and wake up before fajr because our eyes are too heavy, our eyelids are too heavy, and the blanket is also too heavy. But... In Ramadan, we generally tend to wake up because our time is bekasah. And we know that if we don't eat something now, then it's going to be a long day. So that is also an opportunity for us. Because the time of Shekhi is a time of acceptance of dua. As uh, uh, the Nabi Ya'qub alayhi salam, the father of Yusuf alayhi salam, when his son's Realized and admitted to their mistake in terms of the oppression of Yusuf Ali salam and they asked him to uh, make du'a. Uh, then what did he say? Sofa <inaudible> lakum, I will, I'm going to make istighfar for you. I'm going to ask Allah to forgive you just now or soon. And the Mufassirun and ulama mentioned that that word sofa means that he is going to do it at the time of acceptance of du'a, which is at the time of uh, tahajjud and certainly before the break of dawn. So we should maximize these these moments. When we wake up for Sahri, try to perform two rakats of Salah, as, whether it's long or short, as much as we can manage, or more than two rakats as well, whatever it is that we can, we can, uh, manage to perform at that point in time. And take the, take a moment or two to lift our hands and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, beg from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because these are those opportunities that will not come for another 11 months. And they are there at our doorstep, we should use them to the best of our abilities to ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the first uh or the next point rather is how do how do we make dua? How do we make dua? The best form of dua, method of making du'a is we commence with the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. And other words of praise, and we can do it in English as well. All praises to Allah. And then we send salutations on our master and leader sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, baraka Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. These are all forms of salawat ala nabi. And they are the key to the du- dua. These are the keys to opening and unlocking the dua so that it is accepted in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, thank Allah. Then, s- sending salawat and jurur on nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The third is that we should seek... Forgiveness for our sins. Because uh, our sins taint our hearts and they veil us from the the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to break that veil by sincerely repenting and asking Allah forgiveness for all our sins. So that is the third step in making dua. And after that, we should make whatever dua it is that we need to make. And like any wise person, they always put what is more important first and then the less important things thereafter. So we start with the more important things which is our Akhirah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Jannah. We ask Allah's protection from the fire of hell. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us. We ask Allah to grant us death with Iman. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us in our parents and forgive the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, and so on and so forth. And then we move on to our worldly du'as, which... Is something which which is encouraged by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to encourage the Sahaba to make du'a for everything, even if it was something as insignificant or or small as a il- shoelace. So we should make du'a to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for all our needs. A person is having challenges with their child, or in their marriage relationship, or in their business, or uh, the finances are not going too well. Make du'a to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and see. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up things and makes it easy for you. And again, when we make dua, we make dua with that sincerity of heart. Placing our absolute reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the essence of dua as we mentioned. Because if a person makes dua, and in his heart he's thinking, Oh, you know, I can do it this way, I can solve it this way, and resolve it. Whilst planning and, and trying to make means is... Completely in order. But when the time for dua comes, then we submit ourselves fully to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to sort it out. And know that there is no solution that is going to work except through the grace and assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then when we make our dua with the spirit, with this outlook, with this mind, we accept it readily by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah s.a.w. says, مَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ يَدْعُوا بِدُعَاءٍ إِلَّا أَتَّاهُ اللَّهُ مَا سَأَلْ أَوْ كَفَّى عَنْهُ مِنَ السُّءٍ مِثْلَهُ A person that makes du'a, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is either going to accept that du'a or that du'a will be a means of some harm that was going to befall him to be deferred, to be diverted. And he will be saved from that harm that was going to befall him because of the barakah of the du'a that he made. So when we make du'a and we may not see the specific outcome that we expected, and that we desire, it should not make us lose hope and say, oh, you know, I made dua, uh, but my dua was not accepted because there is always a, in, 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 in dua, it is always a win-win situation. It is a win-win situation. We have nothing to lose. We will either get what we want or Allah will protect us from some harm. And in another hadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu mentions, or oh, it will be stored for you in the Akhirah, It will be stored. The barakah and the thawab of the dua will be kept in the Akhirah, And when a person uh, sees the rewards that are kept in respect of that one du'a that we made, he would wish that I wish all my du'as were accepted and they were all kept for me here. So this is our spirit when we make dua. We only positive and we are only anticipating and expecting goodness either immediately, either after a couple of days, or definitely at some point in time, the barakah and the goodness and the blessing of the dua is going to hit us and it is something that we will treasure and enjoy forever and ever. So let us, respected elders and dear friends, maximize this month of Ramadan. Let us make dua at every given moment. Our hearts should be in a constant connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all our needs. And the best of duas is to make the duas that Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So we should make an effort to learn one or two masnoon duas as well. Or more if possible. We can take each day of Ramadan and learn one masnoon dua. Like the dua, Rabbana atina fid dunya khasana wa fi akhirati wa qina adab al we all know this du'a. What does it mean? We should know the meaning so we can make the du'a with the correct spirit. Oh Allah, bless us with goodness. Hasana fi dunya wa fi al-akhirati hasana. And in the akhirah as well, bless us with goodness. Wa adab al nar and save us from the fire, of the punishment of the fire. In other ahadith, Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم encourages sahaba that make du'a for afiyah. Make du'a for afiyah, for for okay uh, whether it is in your body in your wealth in your family Asia is a state of complete ease so we should make dua for after because this is what rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is recommending to us in one hadith rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, encourages his daughter fatima radiallahu anha and he says that will you not take this advice from me uh, and ask make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these words ya hayy ya qayyum bi rahmatika astaghith ya haylu, oh ever living oh I- that one, Ya Qayyum, that one who, who is always alert and always awake. I seek assistance with your mercy. I seek assistance with your mercy. Make all of my things, sort out all my affairs. What a comprehensive du'a Rasulullah s.a.w. is teaching us. li Make all my affairs easy. Sort them all out for me. Rectify all of them. Is there anything that is excluded from this du'a? Everything is included in this du'a. And like this, there are many hadith and many du'as that Rasulullah s.a.w. encourages us to make that are so comprehensive and so encompassing that there will be a solution there will be a solution in that dua for every problem that we face so let us use these duas as well because in that is the sunnah of Rasulullah the barakah of the beautiful words that emanated from the beautiful lips of Rasulullah so let us try to learn one or two of these duas and make it abundantly make it uh, a dhikr like a dhikr, a weird that we